0: Tomorrow our church celebrates the feast day of St. Isaacios, the following are some details of his life and works. St. Isaacios was at the height of his popularity and oratorical power when the Emperor Valens, in AD 364, took sides with the heretic Aryans. This provoked a disagreement within the empire, which distracted the attention from the real enemy outside of the empire, the Gothic hordes. When news of the closing of churches by order of the emperor reached Isarceus, he went directly to the royal palace. His reputation as a man of God was enough to open the many doors that led to the royal quarters, and he was ushered into the presence of the emperor without delay. After the usual exchange of pleasantries, Isarceus came directly to the point, indicating to the emperor that not only was his stance with Arianism a heresy, but his closing of the churches was an affront to God, for which there could be serious consequences." The emperor was unmoved, even by the eloquence of this master orator. This led the holy man to try another tact and to address himself as a military diplomat to an empire soon to be besieged, which Valens knew was a possibility. The slaughter of innocent people to the north along the Danube was no secret, nor was the fact that unless steps were taken immediately to forestall a concentrated attack, the hordes would be no match, out of sheer weight of numbers, for the disciplined legions of Rome. Isaac's prophesied that unless the Emperor heeded the word, true word of God and disavowed Arianism, he could never hope to stave off the Gothic menace. The Emperor said he would give it some thought and dismissed Isakios in a pretext of more urgent business. The holy man knew, however, that there was nothing on the Emperor's agenda more important than the defence of the faith and civilization. After a short while, he made his way to the Emperor once again. Valens remarked that the holy man was to be admired for his persistence, but his concern was an overreaction to situations well in hand, and best left to the emperor. Again the defender of the faith was dismissed for other business, heedless of the warnings that nothing but misery lay in store for him. When Valens at last departed the city with his legions to face the Goths, he again was approached by Sarkeos, who seized the bridle of the ruler's horse, to insist once again that the churches be reopened, or that he would die in flames, not by the sword of a Goth. This so enraged Valens that he ordered that the holy man be placed in what passed for protective custody until his return. The campaign against the Goths ended in defeat and disarray, and the emperor took refuge in a hayloft to escape his enemies. But he was seen entering the barn, which was then put to torch, burning Valens alive. When the remnants of the army returned with the news of the emperor's death, they were reminded that Isaacus had prophesied that he would be engulfed in flames, and the protective custody was withdrawn, freeing the holy man for his mission. The new emperor Theodosius was more receptive to the admonitions of the tried and proven Isarcius, and not only were the churches reopened, but Arianism was outlawed as a heresy with no place in Christian thought. His mission accomplished, Isarcius yearned to be out of the public eye, and to once again seek the serenity of the cloister, which was more to his liking. He assumed the post of Abbot in the Dalmatian monastery, where he lived out his days in the service to Jesus Christ, until his death on the 30th of May, 410 AD.